What's up, y'all? Happy quarantine day number 51, I think it is, for me. That's crazy, isn't it? That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I think it might be 53. I don't know. Who cares at this point, right? It's going to be for a while. Uh, this is Felix, age 31. Uh, and how are you holding up? How are you holding up, Jim? It's weird to kind of get used to this new normal. And it's it's pretty shitty normal, but I think that humans can adapt better than we think we can before a situation. So, I don't know. <laughs> I can't say good, but yeah, yeah, I'm here. No, that's, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the honesty. Like, that's yeah. rather than trying to be, like, fake about it, how I, I can assume that a lot of people are trying to be. But that might be their own coping mechanism. Yeah, I wouldn't fault anyone for trying to stay positive. And it's not that I'm not positive, but I think when you take a snapshot in time, and especially when we look back at what we're going through right now, when we see this, it's going to be like, oh, okay, each day was 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 not great. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I totally feel you. Um, But I do agree, though, that humans do adapt pretty well, even though most of us don't want to admit it. Um, the, also the, the good thing is that we'll, we'll get through this. There have been pandemics before, and I believe that, you know, we will get through this. I won't say like how some people are saying like, oh, we'll get, we'll be stronger. I don't know that, but I mean, we will get through this. So I was thinking of keeping a day tally on the side of my dresser, you know, like in episode seven <laughs> yeah. where Ray is in her apartment type thing. And she's waiting for her parents to come, so she's scratching off the days. Yeah, I was considering doing something like that. Yeah, just get like a, too late just now. get like a steak knife or something, and just like stab it into the wall and start making markings. It might be interesting. And of course, I could do it now and just play catch up. Yeah, but it wouldn't be real. I, I got some shout outs. You want to do your quick little introduction? No, you go ahead. You okay. <laughs> All right. So we're finally fulfilling our promise on if you just hit us up on Twitter, we'll give you a little shout out. Um, just we, I got a cu- just a couple here. Uh, Terrence House gave us a nice uh, welcome back message uh, and seems pretty excited that we're doing uh, boys, boys and girls next door. Uh, there's also our <laughs> our loyal fans of uh, Common Haven and uh, our man Hearth Rose doing yes. updating his list, his uh, Reddit list on the subreddit with uh all the current terrace house podcast and which seasons they're covering so as always much appreciated that was excellent all right finally yeah. i have a chance now jim 31 <laughs> i am also quarantined that's it but no i'm kidding so felix yes <laughs> you usually handle the social media stuff but i was looking on podcast addict which is my favorite app Mm -hmm. and you can read reviews from both the app itself and itunes oh i didn't and i found yeah so i found two reviews that are quite new so i'm gonna go ahead and read these okay all right taking taking my throne that's cool yeah so the first one is from fun underscore e title it's about time so glad you guys are reviewing bngnd 
Every aspect you guys like about Terrace House are the same reasons why I started watching, and I agree. Every season subsequent to BNGITC, Boys and Girls in the City, has been trash, especially the latest one. Ooh. So I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that's, hey, that, that's what we said, and that's that's why we're doing this. We though, like that's I, I'm enjoying it, but I, I that almost echoes exactly what <laughs> what you said. This person is with me, so thank you very much. Funny. <laughs> Second one is Lenore One Eight. Subject: Favorite new podcast. Love these guys. They have great chemistry and great insight into the show. Listening to them is like sitting around and chatting with friends about Terrace House. So glad they're starting up again. That's that makes me feel like so good. Yeah, that's, that's great. A, yeah, we originally just started back up just because just something to do and having like a project to be to be productive and to try to stay positive in like these t- trying times, but it's just hearing from you guys and hearing stuff like that just makes it all the better. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. I wanted to wait. I didn't tell you about this before, so this is yeah. That was live. A, that was a live reaction <laughs> in media res, uh, which is great. Yeah. So yeah, just wanted to share that really quick. That's really as cool. for some good news though. I will say that I have definitely confirmed that my favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor is <laughs> brownie batter core. That is one really good thing that I've learned about myself this quarantine. That that is that's a hard hitter. It's a good one. Yeah, that's that's like a fourth in the hole. Is that what they say in baseball? <laughs> fourth in the hole? <laughs> so the, the fourth batter? Isn't that like supposed to be like your best batter? Clean up. Clean up. Yeah. <laughs> no, fourth in the hole, Jim. Get your get your terminology right. I like when you keep trying these baseball analogies because it's it's fun. <laughs> And you get to learn something. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Which is always good. Yep. Big shout out to Brownie Batter. Yeah, I still think Half-Baked is my favorite. It really helps if you have a simple base flavor and you add stuff. I'm all about the additions, right? How can you maximize the potential of something? You're all about that optimization. (laughs) That's a game, baby. (laughs) What? Let's let's, uh, optimize this episode by getting right into it. How about that? Let's do it. shoes and let's get started all right man we are on episode three of boys and girls next door and i gotta tell you i am still digging it yeah it's it, this one's definitely starting off strong and it what also attributes to it is i'm still loving this whole aesthetic of you in the car it's it just seems like it's this is like a, a side thing for her and she's on their way for her like like in between her two main jobs and she's like yeah this this terrace house thing like you know, we'll do a quick recap but i i love it like with the music i guess the real shitty camera in the back of the car it, it with the lighting it, it just adds to it it's funny you mention that because the first thing that i noticed is how 
casually she kind of handles this. And not that she's excessively formal in the later seasons, but you can tell even now when she's talking about the housemates, she does not use their names. She'll say, one of them is getting a nose job, the model's doing this, the firefighter's doing that. It's almost like she thinks this might just be a quick fly-by-night thing and she's not going to even bother to learn their names, right? She has her professions in mind and that's about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm really interested to see how it changes if they do go to the couch. I don't know anything about This is our first run-through, so it's exciting to experience it for the first time. And um, I've avoided... I would say most spoilers uh, on this show, there's some things you can't escape. I think just being in the Terrace House ecosystem, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, like with like social media, with Twitter and uh, Reddit, the subreddit and stuff. So there's stuff that you can't really avoid. Especially if you watch the later seasons, for example, with Santa, we know that she was in this season and we kind of have an idea of what's going to happen. I won't really mention it, but because of how she spoke about her time on Terrace House when she was in Opening New Doors, we have a little bit of an idea. And also Aloha State. That's right, because she comes with Daiki, who yes. we haven't met yet at some point. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. But I'm excited to see it. That's a spoiler you can't avoid. <laughs> if you watched it in the Amer- the international versions. And I think just by name dropping i don't think that's too much of a spoiler we're not saying they replace this person or that person because even that we don't know yeah and we don't know like the journey of how they got together so we had like little snippets from when the the couch does the flashbacks but yes it made me all the more excited to see like how that goes to see how it develops so we get this great shot of you in the car as we have been the past few episodes when the actual in-house drama starts, we have Shota and Techan. They're talking about his strategy to try to talk to Rie. So <laughs> their master plan is to try to get the two of them to go shopping by themselves. Yeah. So Techan thinks, okay, if she says we all should go as a house, then she must hate me. He goes right to the worst, or in his mind, the worst case scenario, which wouldn't really be that bad, let's be honest. No, it wouldn't. I wrote in my notes about it. I was just, it's like I just quoted him and then said, not really, because it's not the worst thing. Like, he really is like going to like this, like, disaster, disaster situation with this. And I don't, I don't know. I I guess this is, we're getting more of his personality, right? I said before that I, I can't really put my thumb on how I feel about him or like what kind of person I think he is. But, this is starting to be like, okay, all right, I'm starting to be able to frame it a little bit. <laughs> I think for me, it, it really highlights his inexperience and taking things to an extreme that, one, isn't really necessary, and two, more importantly, hasn't even happened yet. And trying to gain meaning from things that don't have that negative meaning that he thinks they're going to have. But Abba worked out for him. So Rie comes back, and there's some small talk. They talk about their day, and Shota is like a kid in a candy store. He can't contain himself. And immediately he takes the reins and says, Listen, it's time for the two of you to go shopping. Momo and I will hang back here. We're going to cook the rice, but you two need to go ahead and get the groceries. So she's agreeable to that. 
there was like no air. Like there was no time between like her arriving to when Shota kind of butts in. <laughs> I think immediately when he sensed any kind of awkward silence of him trying to wait for Techan to to make a move, he was just like, "Nope, can't have this. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm diving in." This is one of the rare cases where I can see both sides because for Shota, initially I thought, well, he really rushed it there, and he didn't let Techan do his thing. But when the camera showed Techan. There were times where he did seem kind of awkward. He didn't seem like he was interested in carrying the conversation on. He was kind of giving her the side eye at times. And I was thinking, are are you waiting for something? Or are you nervous? <laughs> or what is it? So it was kind of like the worst of both worlds. And that Techan wasn't being proactive and Shota couldn't help himself. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a little bit unfair for Shota, though, to be like, oh, you know why didn't you do it or whatever and Techan was like but you said it I did laugh out loud when Shota was like Mendokse like this is like so annoying but I was like well you really didn't give him a chance that whole scene just had me dying (laughs) (laughs) so we see them going grocery shopping pretty good pretty standard uh to my surprise though because Rie is a member of a very popular and successful idol group I wonder if she gets recognized when she's out in public. Granted, the group is huge, but the group is huge in both sense. Like, it, there's a lot of members, uh, but also they're very popular, especially at this time, right? It seems that way. I'm not sure, but based on the reaction that she got when she came into the house and things that happened later on in this episode, it does seem like they're wildly popular. Thinking back to if you want to look at a, a statistics, when she first arrived at the house, only one of the members, so one out of the five people, noticed noticed who she was. I don't know how many people were there when she actually arrived. So, but it was Momo was the only person to, out of the people who already arrived, notice that she was a part of the group. That's a good point. But when she said the group that she was a part of, Mm -hmm. everyone instantly knew what AKB was. Yeah, so I think that just just says that, so the group was probably, everybody recognizes the name. Sure. But the individuals are probably, that might be like more of like uh, people who have their finger on the pulse with pop idols. So Right. Must be a lot to remember though, huh? (laughs) It really is crazy so on the drive home they have a nice little chat and Techan asks Rie how she's acclimating to life in the terrace house and she's for her there's not really a big change she says that she's still pretty busy she's a little farther away from work but all things considered it's it's business as, as usual for her while they're going back home we see a snippet of a conversation between Momo and Shota so they're talking about some of the other housemates and Momo has an interest in Makun. At the very least, she wants to talk to him more and get to know him a little more. But Shota says, you know, don't feel too bad. He hasn't really talked to anyone at depth because he's so busy. Which I think kind of comforts her a little bit. I thought it was an interesting interaction because did you... I don't recall uh, the uh, maybe, like, the girls talking to each other in private or, like, Momo showing any initial interest in Makun. Has she, did she say at all? Maybe that she, maybe that he was attractive. 
but I don't recall her saying anything too explicitly. But we also, to be fair, I think up until this episode, which will happen in a little bit, we haven't seen the girls get together and really talk about who they find attractive. Yeah, that's true. Like like that when they had the the Truman Show conversation at the end of the right. first, was it the first episode? They talk about it briefly in the first one, and then in the in the second one, when the boys go out, the second yeah yeah okay, then they have the Frankenstein housemate sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crazy. Once they all get home, they start cooking, and Tetchan is a general in the kitchen. He is doling out the advice about how to chop onions. He he's quite talented with a knife, huh? In the kitchen. Yeah, he's not in a serial killer way. <laughs> he, he definitely shined. When we talk about this a lot with different Terrace House seasons, whenever somebody shines and meaning like they're showing their appeal, right? And this is something about this show that I really like and is unique to to Terrace House. I feel because of how um, it's perceived to be genuine, right? Because it's supposed to be unscripted and all that. Um, but it's this, it's this everyday skill that it's not like, oh man, he can juggle while on a unicycle or anything. It's nothing like that. It's, it's just literally just, just being able to cook and just to be, uh, knowledgeable about certain things. And he just, that is just so alluring. Like, I, I don't know. It's, 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 I can't really put it into words of like how I, this is like one of the main aspects why I love this show. It made such like a simple skill seem so amazing. <laughs> and not only is it a simple skill that he makes seem amazing, but that's a skill that no one can have a problem with. And at the very least, you think it's a little impressive. What I mean by this is, if you meet someone who can juggle on a unicycle, that's cool. It's not practical. And you might have some people who just think that's fucking weird. I don't. I think that's cool. <laughs> yes, cause Okay, good. Just put on the was, record. <laughs> yeah, I was going to come down hard on you for that. I'm like, you can't do that. How do you know? But this is something that everyone... I, I have never seen you on a unicycle, so I guess I don't know. Maybe that's what I've been doing in quarantine. Maybe that's <laughs> what you've been doing in quarantine. So, this is a skill that everyone can appreciate. I like right? that point. Who, who, who doesn't like someone who can cook? It's cool, it's practical, it's great. Yeah. He's like Bobby Flay. Yeah. Actually, no. I take that Weird back. Name I don't like Bobby Flay. <laughs> uh, who who's the guy they always make fun of? Guy Guy Fieri. Fieri. Guy Fieri. Fieri. Who, who I yes, you have to put some respect on his name. I also like him better than Bobby Flay, though, and here's why: Guy Fieri makes everyone, every diner, drive-in, and dive, please don't sue us, that he goes to feel at home. And he really has respect for what they do. They have a signature dish, and he he loves it. And even if he doesn't, he can pretend to like it. You know, <laughs> he makes everyone feel comfortable. Bobby Flay goes to your diner, says, "Hey, I hear you make really good chicken croquettes. I bet I can make them better than you." That is literally the concept for one of his shows. Beat Bobby Flay. I like that though. Guy's an asshole. No, no, it, it challenges you to be better. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, everybody can pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, no. I no, no. edit that out so bad, but I need the world to know, to know how, how horrible you actually I actually are. How horrible. Right. Um <laughs> real quick, 
I just want to bring it back, and I'm going to mention it every single time, and I don't care. You can try to edit me out, but I'll just keep saying it. The music, I'm always going to bring it back. They had Tribe playing during the cooking scene, which is so dope. And then they have Farside later, so I'll just get that out now. And so good. And I, I will say it again, um, that it's it just adds to the scene. And it just it builds on this atmosphere, so that it just makes makes you feel all warm. Inside. And if you know the music, it kind of helps you connect to it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they just use it? I I doubt they've reached out to like like Q Tip or <laughs> like anybody <laughs> like to try to get the licensing. Especially at this point in Terrace House, no one knows how successful it's going to be. So mm-hmm. for the third episode, of course, I assume they maybe shot. Well, no, because it's 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 shot new every week. So maybe they were just taking this music, hoping they don't get sued, keeping their fingers crossed as they're shooting. So no, I don't think they get permission to use these songs. It's crazy. I know. But I'm glad that we can still listen to them. So it worked yeah. out in some way, right? So after dinner, we see the queen returning to the palace. And she comes back and she says, you know, Makun was up. It's two in the morning, I must point out. And... As much as I like this conversation, I just got to say, in a very general sense, for Rie and Momo, there's nothing worse than having a drunk conversation when you're sober. No, definitely. Nothing worse. What, though, I will say is that I did like how she came back not mic'd up. So you can tell with like the sound, she obviously didn't have a mic, and her voice was coming probably from... Rie and Momo's uh, mic, maybe I I don't know, or maybe they had like a, a boom mic arm guy like try to like rush in like through the side or something. Um, but I liked the scene because also because it probably in to me it insinuates that this wasn't in the producer's plan to have like her come back because she wasn't mic'd up and she was someone around and like even the camera wasn't set because you can tell it was like zooming in to her in the kitchen and <laughs> it just it just kind of like proved that this is if anything one of the most genuine scenes that we've had so far <laughs> actually in all the terrors house now that i think about it up to you know the third episode in this and all the other seasons that i've watched that's an interesting theory but may i also put forth the theory that this was intentional to paint sana in a negative light Ooh. as being this wild unhinged drunk and because she wasn't mic'd up and because they weren't ready you can't hear her as clearly you said she's getting picked up from some of the other mics and maybe the producers thought hey this is the one she's the one who's going to cause some drama so to drop these little subtle hints about how crazy and wild she gets they're like you know what just let it go let it play out and let's see what happens that's a, that's an interesting theory too could be could be she's still a queen though and as you said, you did enjoy the conversation in which they talked about the boys in the house. Yeah. Sena wants to know who finds who attractive, and she asks Rie. Before she gets into the boys specifically, she wants to know if Rie has had any experience with dating in the past. Because, of course, as a member of an idol group, they have some rules about dating, more specifically, that you really can't date. But Rie says that she has, in fact, dated when she was a student. So Sena's talking about then who she finds attractive in the house. It seems that Momo and Rie tend to feel more comfortable with Shota 
They don't make it explicitly clear that they're into him, but they say that he's easy to talk to, and Sena goes right for Makun, which seemed kind of obvious to me already. There was no way that he was still up, by the way. He gets up early to, like, train and go to the beach to surf. I think a pro athletes do not stay up until 2 a.m., like, on a random weeknight. I don't know what night this is, but it seems unlikely to me. You think she just called him until he picked up his phone? <laughs> yeah, probably. That's what I think happened. <laughs> I really do. Rie says something really interesting here. I had just mentioned that both she and Momo say that they feel very comfortable with Shota. But Rie says that if you date someone who you feel comfortable with, or if you attempt to date them, if you go out on a date with them, it can change the dynamic. It doesn't always have to. Right, And if you feel comfortable with someone, ideally it shouldn't change if you ask them out on a date. Hopefully you have that same level of comfort with someone. So that made me a little sad to hear. I, this definitely also put them into like a very awkward situation. Like he said, having this conversation with a drunk person. Not just any drunk person, the drunk person. So I felt for them. Cause also being on national television, to me, I wouldn't really take that. I'd just be like, just either walk away or... or you know, not not engage, but they had to. And they handled it well. No, 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 they definitely did. Later on, the next day, we see Sena at a modeling class. So this is the second time that we see her doing something relating to modeling. She is learning how to walk properly for the runway, for fashion show, whatever. So the teacher says, hey, listen, uh, you're a bit loose when you walk. You kind of got to tighten up your walk a little bit. And... Also, I wouldn't hire you. So this is a really hard dose of reality here. Yeah, she, she definitely got her ass melted. It was rough. <laughs> yeah, I felt so. I felt for her because like she had that horrible interview to try to get into the magazine, and this is her tr- trying to take class right to eventually get to her dream. So she's trying to get better at at her craft, <laughs> and, and at, her, at at least the first attempt we see her her ass just get completely melted by the teacher saying like yeah you know you could just do this a little bit but if i was a casting director i would not hire you (laughs) like straight even though the stakes are lower because as you said it's a class the first time we see her it's an audition so this is where you get that bread right this is where you can get a job you get an insert in a magazine so now the stakes aren't as high because she's learning, right? You take a class. That's why anyone takes a class to learn. So it's good in that there should be less pressure. And I'm sure she didn't feel as pressured as she did when she went on the interview in the last episode. But it would be nice to hear something positive about some aspect of her modeling. And I think that's why it hurts so bad. She could have used the compliment sandwich technique. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which... Leadership 101. The praise sandwich. You're exactly yeah. right, man. Yeah, she, she just went straight to, to like, saying, nope, <laughs> wouldn't hire you. I, I did want to point out, though, that um she she did give good advice, though. She said, practice wherever you can, like, when you're using, like, a crosswalk or something while you're walking down the street. Uh, also, flexibility, increasing your flexibility would definitely help. She gets home, and that night she's out on the porch smoking a cigarette, and Makun comes out to talk to her, and you can tell she's bummed. Her body language is kind of 
sullen. She looks kind of upset and says, hey, I need to clean it up. She says, I have to clean up my body. And we can assume she's talking about drinking and smoking, which should be the first thing to do if you're thinking about cleaning up your body, right, to give up smoking, but you're out there doing it. Maybe it's like a tomorrow thing. And I get that, like a last hurrah type thing. So Makun says, hey, you know, I really have to get more serious about my own training. So since you're interested in this, why don't we do it together? It'd be a great bonding thing for them, and they both agree to it. That's a very smooth way, by the way, to to invite somebody out to get to know them. I, I thought it was seamless. It, it was a very... Not that he had some ulterior motive or anything, but I thought that it was a very nice way to approach opening more opportunities to get to know somebody. You almost said opening new doors. Opening new doors to, <laughs> to getting to know somebody. I agree. And even if he had an ulterior motive, I think we can talk about that in a positive way because this is one way that they could be compatible. And what better way to get to know someone than to do some shared hobby? And then you can determine if you're compatible in a relationship sense, if that is your goal, to try to get to know them in a romantic way. Either way, I think this is nothing but good. So like you said, it, it was smooth regardless of his intentions. To take that a little bit further also, it's something active and to build upon, like to build yourself. And it's a very positive thing, like you keep saying. It, it's a very positive activity to do with each other. So it holds each other accountable like all right if you go out for a run i can't just like stay in bed because i feel bad you know we both said that and get you out and moving and help both of them work towards a goal so i like it even more now next morning we see Sana, who is the one who wakes up makun mm -hmm. i was thinking that maybe it was going to be the other way around because as you said we've seen him wake up really early. We see him going out surfing very early in the morning, but Sana is really serious about this. So she goes in and says, hey, get up, loser. We're going running. To Mean Girls reference, if no one caught that. <laughs> I didn't. It's a good movie. It's, it is. It is, it is a is. great movie. But the line that I was quoting is when Regina George, played by the wonderful Rachel McAdams, says, get in, loser. We're going shopping. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember that. Oh, I didn't catch so the connection, good. though. There is a sequel. I haven't watched it, and it looks terrible, so I really can't recommend it. Is it Mean uh, Women? What's up? Mean Women? <laughs> that would be better, especially if they got the original cast. Everyone is different except for Tim Meadows, who is still the principal. Yeah, I would like that. If anyone has watched it, please tweet at us and let me know how wrong I am about my preemptive review. At Taurus House Pod. Thank you. We see them go out running, and the run is good. Um, what was not so good was that he was blown by her in almost every shot that we see of the run. <laughs> yeah, there was, they started off together. And like the one shot was it? Is that is that uh is that Fujisan in the background with? <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> where you just see Malkin. There's like probably like a full three seconds before you see Santa. <laughs> I was I was dying also on that. I was just like, wait, where the hell is she? Yeah, I had to pause that. I honestly thought my screen froze. Because he goes by, and there's so much time that they have time to put the title card in there. 
There was a title <laughs> card, Terrace House, Boys and Girls Next Door, and then we see Santa. And I thought my computer froze, and I was like, shit, not again. But he just left her ass in the dust, and that's quite rude. The only time that she caught up was when they were running up the stairs. She's in front of him, but then as soon as they get on the middle platform, he sprints past her. He he has no hesitation of just leaving her in the I dust. I love it. I love it. Me too, actually. I I absolutely love it. It's oh hilarious. my god. <laughs> and then do you think that like he had to wait for her because the, there's the end shot. They were together. So do you think she had to like or uh do you think Mako had to just like wait until she caught up and then they had to act like they were both like she was keeping up on the way back? I'm absolutely convinced that's why they had the cut there. Because they cut to them both walking back to the house. Yeah. They didn't show him waiting there for five minutes, ten minutes, however long it took her to catch up. (laughs) Interesting play for your first run together, but I guess he's serious about his training. I guess that's what I can say. (laughs) Who knows? Later in the morning, we see Tetshan. He's getting ready to go to work at Kamakura Loco Mart and Garden, I believe is the full name. That sounds right. And... Kojima, my favorite old guy, aside from my dad, shout out dad, he asks him about the romance aspect of the house, and he talks about what's happening for him, and Tetsuan says, eh, nothing yet, but I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, it was weird because, it, to me, it seemed like he was trying to be smooth with it, and I can't tell if it, if it fell flat on its face or not, but I want to hang out with those guys. Me too, they seem so cool. There hasn't been many scenes so far. It's like really just from Armon, uh, when he when he started working for them, and like and just the scenes we've seen that. But I don't know. I just get like a really good vibe from him, and like the whole when they're all talking, even though it's kind of creepy sometimes because they're just asking about the girls. It it just seems like such like a uh, a fun environment. So after this, we see Rie at a handshake event for. AKB. So a handshake event, it seems like it's exactly what it sounds like. Fans of the group can go to shake hands, maybe talk to them for not a long time, maybe five, ten seconds. Because we see the one guy get told that his time's almost up when he's like, hey, nice to meet you. She goes, oh, cool. Where are you from? Oh, Kyoto. Time's up. All right. Let's go. And I was like, man, I would, I would, I feel some type of way about that if I were a fan. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, and like the entire time, they just like have, you have both hands on their hands <laughs> and like shaking very like awkwardly while ha- trying to have this very shallow conversation. And we've talked about idol culture a little bit. We haven't really gotten too deep into it on our podcast, but it's hard for me to think about a comparison. Or at the very least, to even understand the appeal of something like a handshake event. And I'm not passing judgment. I just think about the things that I like. For example, if I had the chance to meet Carson Wentz, I don't know if if I would do that. I mean, to shake his hand and say, hey, I like when you throw the ball far. Okay, bye. I just don't know that I would be willing to wait in line to do that. No, when you throw, no, when you no throw shade real to good. Carson. I just don't know that that's something that I'd want to do. But I guess for people, you know, it's different. Everyone has their thing. Idol culture, I've spoken about this earlier in actually, I think, episode one uh, of of uh, Next Door. It, it's crazy. And you saw, did you see the amount of people like outside? This was serious business. So 
going back to like, oh, do you think people recognize her when she's walking down the street? There's a good amount of people who definitely would recognize her. Just seeing, uh-huh. just seeing that. I wonder if you buy a ticket for one of the members, or if you get to meet a couple of them at once. I have so many more questions now. It's probably really you line up for one, and then you got to go to the back of the lines and meet the other one. Oh my god, I can't even imagine. But we see it happen, and it seems like it's a pretty successful event. That has to be mentally exhausting for Rie and any of the other idols. Just imagine having the same maximum 30 to a minute conversation with somebody, having the same questions over and over and over again, and having to do it with a smile on your face. Even if you love your fans, which I'm sure she does, and I'm sure many people do, many famous singers and performers, you love your fans because... I think to some extent you you are not who you are, especially at those higher levels, without fan support. But as you said, when you really can't get that deep as far as a conversation goes or getting to know someone, I can imagine what that must be like. I noticed that especially when they walked away from the table. Thanks for coming. The dual hand wave that they kind of give as they're walking away. Something about that just seemed... Not even as exhausting, but I would, I would love to know what's going on in her mind. Yeah, I, I just think it, it has to take a toll. Imagine how long they were doing that for. Even if it was just two hours, how many people, like, how many hands you had to touch? It, you know most of them were probably sweaty. <laughs> you right, know if that. it's hot in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. If it's not, I mean, you're in line and it's... And, and it's if the, you're nervous... Yes, that's what I mean. Like, you're meeting, like, the person that you idolize, and you have both hands on theirs. And after 15 seconds, that has to be heating up. He's heating up. (laughs) NBA Jam. Good game. Especially now, and I don't know if you have this, but because we're in the age of coronavirus, when I see things like that, this happened how many years ago? But my natural reaction is to recoil. Mm-hmm. And I see yeah. a lot of people, and I'm like, no, don't, 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 Un- <laughs> unclean, unclean. And I'm like, oh, wait, it was different back then. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's that's just how we've been affected. Like, I, I do that with, like, it could be, like, something from, it could actually be something in an anime. Like, I was actually watching an anime uh, last night, and I, something happened where, like, they had, like, their, like, hand, like, their pinky, like, trying to pick something out of their, their mouth. And I'm like, no, unclean, unclean. Oh, no, that is a no-go these days. And maybe at all times. I don't know how sanitary that is. But whatever. This is not a hygiene podcast. This is a Terrace House podcast. So after the event, we see Rie and her groupmates in the cafeteria. And of course, they have questions about Terrace House. So she gives a little bit of a rundown. She says everyone's pretty cool. Sana's kind of like an older sister to what her groupmates agree. She does seem like she has that older sister sort of vibe. She throws a little shade. She says, yeah, she was drunk pretty much every night, but she's turned the corner. After the one run. <laughs> After the one run, but I, she's it, trending up. I mean, it, you know. It did seem, though, that she, I don't know if it was her facial expressions or her mannerisms, but it definitely seemed like she was saying that, like, oh, well, we'll see, like, because it was only one time, I assume we the timeline is kind of jumbled. But to me, it seemed like it was still a little bit more shade being thrown. Like she doesn't actually think she's going to continue on the straight and narrow path. Yeah. That could be, man. Also, they needed a soup kitchen to feed <laughs> their entire pan. 
Can you imagine? Because it's it's forty eight people. Assuming that they're all there. Assuming they're all there. Unless they do like a part one, part two, like where it's half and half, which is still a lot of people. <laughs> That's a whole catering company right there, and I bet that that has to to tire you out. Oh yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so she talks about Sana and says, "Hey, she's, like, she's maybe turned the corner." Then they ask about Techon, and Rie handles this in a really interesting way because she says, "Well, no, he's kind of a fan of this other member of the group," and she deflects it a little bit. And I couldn't tell if she was deflecting the talk about Techon because she was trying to be humble, or if it was a genuine lack of interest for her. And I couldn't really figure out how I felt about that. I also thought it was a little bit like a deflect. That's what I was leaning towards. Yeah. Especially when they were talking about the girl in during the girls talk, she didn't really mention like Techon in any kind of light, so things are looking uh grim for our hero. Oh god. I hope not. Next day we see Makun asking Sena to the beach. And this is cool too because we don't really see them going on a run. We already saw that. But this makes me think that he's definitely interested because this is a chance for him to show her who he is in his element at the beach. And I thought this was really cool that he did this. Time to shine. Again, it was done pretty smooth because he said like, hey, can't go running today because I had to go to the beach early, but we can go after. Um, Did you want to come with? And again, seamless. I, I think a flawless execution done by Makun. He even did the board thing to keep her protected from the sun, which is pretty cute. Such a gentleman. Yeah. I don't know how Santa was really feeling it. She's probably like going through like wine withdrawal because she wasn't like really feeling it. But she probably definitely woke up when you saw his his moves on the wave. On the waves. I don't know. I don't even know surfing terms. <laughs> My knowledge is limited to baseball and football, so I can't even try to help you out there. Come on, you got to try Your guess something. is as good as mine. Try, try one. Try one terminology. I watched an episode of SpongeBob once where they referred to shredding gnarly pounders. I don't... Oh, the pounders part doesn't sound right. I mean, it sounds disgusting, and I, I can't believe I said that, and I can't believe I'm not going to edit this out. So I hope that's right. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, because, Someone let us know, please. It's a pretty good representation of surfing, right? SpongeBob. Right. You mentioned the music and you said that we get to hear the far side. So, excellent song is playing in this scene, running. So good. Something that I noticed, though, is that they did not edit out a certain word. Oh, yeah. They definitely in the did. song. And at first, I was in total disbelief. But I thought about it and I said, hey, you know what? It probably has no cultural context. In fact, I'd be willing to bet that it has absolutely no cultural context in Japan. So they probably don't even bother to edit out the N-word in songs that they listen to. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I didn't even think about that. I thought it was just them just throwing it in there in Windows Movie Maker or whatever they're using. And just like (laughs) saying, fuck it. But Right. You're right. Yeah, could be. Interesting. After this great scene, we come to the end of the episode where we see Momo going to a fortune teller. So a little bit of a swerve. I didn't... If you had asked me what was going to happen, I would have listed a thousand things before Momo goes to a fortune teller. But she expresses that she's having a hard time connecting and communicating with the housemates. 
and she continues to say that she's focusing on her future. She's an aspiring writer, as we know, and she's really had this focus on her future ever since her parents died. And then the closing door sound. Boom, it's dropped on us. What kind of cliffhanger was that? They open the door, pull the pin, toss a grenade it's... in, and just close the door <laughs> right behind them. It was like, yeah, especially since both my parents are dead. If I if lay, I lay here, if I just lay, I'm like, what? They I was better start the next episode with this. I hope they don't. There's no <laughs> really way. There's no, no, way. no, I hope they don't. It would be pretty funny if they just dropped that in and then it's never even it mentioned could... again. No, I would like it if it just came in like episode 35. Oh yeah, remember when I went to the fortune teller and everyone's like, uh, I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> oh god. Like all the yeah. house, all the all the other housemates leave, and it's just her. And, like, <laughs> and it's what just the her. Fuck, are you talking about? That definitely opens it up to to some interesting backstory, you know, like to to find out like what happened. But I I thought it was, I thought it was cheap. I don't. Is that kind of insensitive to say? Just the way that they put it, it the way that they 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 cut it, it just seems like they're using it for a, a cliffhanger. And I thought I think that's cheap, and I think that's uh, insensitive. But... I think that's absolutely what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And for her, it's if she wants to talk about that, I think she's well within her right to do that. But yeah. it is a production thing. It is an editing choice that was made very deliberately. So it just kind of cheapened it a little bit. Yeah. And hopefully we get to know more about her. As you said, this could open it up for some deeper discussion. And she's been the most intriguing for me. I love... Shota and Sena, as I mentioned, but Momo, because we know so little about her, so maybe this is her chance. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll see. Yeah. All right, dude. I think I'm done. You have anything else? No, that that's everything. Man, this is really like it's it's really nice to be able to to do one episode at a time. I did I do miss our old format, but it's we're able to like do more compact and quality analysis with uh, one episode at a time. And it also might be attributed to the seasons already really, really good. Even though I say that about almost every season. But it's only been three episodes, and as you said, because we're able to keep it nice and compact, there's so much to analyze in, what, 23 minutes, 24 minutes of each episode. Yeah, we're doubling right? the time. Like just <laughs> To be able to dig deep like that, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, same. Uh, housework? Yeah, let's do it. As always, thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm not going to do too much plugging, but uh, please follow us on Twitter. That's only the, that's the social media that I'm just using for now. Facebook is not really active. I think Twitter is a lot easier to keep up to date with uh, everyone and get feedback and such. So please follow us at Taurus House Pod. Um, you can visit our website, which is still active. Jim, we're still paying for the domain, by the way, is welcome to TaurusHouse.com. Uh, that that uh, you can will redirect to our Simplecast website where you can listen to our episodes and also find a link to leave us a review. So those two nice reviews that we got, um, if you leave us a review, we will uh, give you a shout out, read it on uh, on the episode in the beginning. So really appreciate um, everybody uh, reaching out to us. It definitely makes this all the better especially now i mean i'm not going to give some sappy speech about how we're all connected in these trying times but 
you make connections where you can and to have a shared interest like terrace house it is a community and it's cool to see all the different podcasts that have been popping up i'm glad that we picked ours back up and it's really nice and if there's if if there's some way that you can feel connected to find your tribe in a sense that's something that i'm a big advocate for so as Felix said, I really enjoy the reviews, all the ratings, the comments, whatever you want to say to us. We're here for you. We're going to listen. Feel free to ask questions, too. I that That's also would help us with the intro, to have a little bit more of a solidified intro rather than just us spouting nonsense <laughs> in the beginning. But it would be nice to like maybe have a topic of discussion. Um, but uh, no, no, we're not trying to force it. It just, we'd like to hear from y'all. I think people need to know about what's going on in the ben and jerry's world i wouldn't call that nonsense ben and jerry's watch can we have a segment on our show uh yes and here's why because i have two other flavors that i've not given an in-depth <laughs> analysis for that i haven't even opened up yet that was a so joke we'll see what happens next episode no 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 i'm an innovator you 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 dangle an idea out in front of me and i'm chasing it okay i'm going for it <laughs> sounds good all right can't be stopped all right uh, why don't you uh, uh bring us home all right folks you just listened to episode 41 of tourist house where we covered episode three of boys and girls next door please join us next time for our 42nd episode where we will be talking about episode four of bg and d as always thank you so much for listening until next time this is jim this is felix take care everyone